0: what you say is true the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous
1: your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks got
2: that come on now dog you know I give you the mad fat superfly stupid dope dumbass retarded bomb shit props take a big step back and literally fuck your own face uh-huh. There's
3: certain questions in life you have to answer. Like, what was that one Whitney Houston song?
2: Like, does he love me or does, does he, he love, love me not?
3: Me. Does he love me not?
2: Are you pulling petals off a gardenia <laughs> and asking yourself? Oh, Whitney, rest in peace, boo boo. Dude, Whitney, do you got the number to your dealer? Because got- <laughs> you did all the good drugs. <laughs> That's a she, couple. She, well, no, she. As it would turn out, retroactively, we learn Whitney was the head of the snake. Oh, 100%. Of drugs. She was the problem. Like, Bobby Brown came out and said, the first time I ever saw her do coke was at our wedding. God damn. When that's day one? Yeah. Bruh. You're setting a tone. You're setting a tone. You're sending a message. <laughs> Um, And that message was, this is going to be fun, Bobby. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not so much fun, but, you know.
3: It's like fucking a bridesmaid.
2: That, ooh. You know what I mean?
3: Sweet lord.
2: It's like fucking your best friend's
3: (laughs) other. (laughs) You're creating precedence. Sweet lord. Yeah. Yeah, man.
2: And later, I I feel so bad for that guy. I I know Bobby Brown tangent. Kind of weird, but kind of not weird. That poor guy, the the. Things that he has suffered, he has lost his wife, Ugh. his daughter, career, his son. No, he's having. A, he had. A, he's he's going is he out like on tour. It's like new new edition. Good new edition. So. See, this is what
3: I call serendipitous. Seeing, seeing how the sausage is made.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> Did you tell Blake I took your chair? knuckle off.
3: Um, we should get him a chair. Mm -mm. And we are going to plug in a mic for him. Um, Ah, sweet lord. This is how it happens, friends. God damn it. The Whiskey Reel is not the most professional outfit in the world, but we're going to bring a special quick conversation to our beautiful listeners. Mr. Crouchy? With Mr. Crouchy. We're going to definitely talk a little Top Gun, spoiler free.
2: No, just no. spoiler. Yeah, this spoil
3: is a shit. By the way, there's no spoilers in that movie. No,
2: you know exactly what's gonna happen.
3: Okay, so while we're waiting on Sir Crouch, Sir our Crouch. benefactor, the S- owner of Cloud City. Sir
2: Crouch of Loins. <laughs>
3: yeah, he he's like, Hey, are you guys at Cloud City? And I'm like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're here. Yeah,
3: be right there. So That's what anyways, um I'm gonna do a quick shout out uh, to another podcast. Oh, okay. Go for it. So, I have been listening to this podcast by a gentleman named Brett Goldstein. You guys might know him as Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't know this, but he's been doing this podcast since before Ted Lasso came out.
2: Roy Kent, Roy Kent. So,
3: like one of his earliest guests was bill lawrence the creator of ted lasso and scrubs and cool. cougar town and spin city and maybe the i mean i think he's actually the most like well-renowned producer slash showrunner in television right now like he just signed a monster deal sure like Wouldn't generational wealth just sure. happened for yeah. mr lawrence but anyways so brett is, he, is he on tiktok um, I doubt it, but okay. I know his daughter is.
2: Okay, because those He's also kids
3: got a really successful daughter, uh, who is a pop ingenue.
2: See, those kids make more money than we talk we talk successful. Oh no, no. And TikTok so, kids
3: be making money, dude. Well, let's talk about Bill Lawrence and his family for just a quick second before I, don't I want get to... into this. <laughs> his last name Lawrence, yeah. his grandmother's name is Sarah Lawrence. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, it does. It's a fucking university. Oh, I've heard of Do it. Do you know why? Because his family owns that fucking <laughs> university.
2: <laughs> so he had a rough upbringing in the fields of Kentucky.
3: Now, I will say this. He's very clear about that shit. He does not like mince words when it comes to, like, I did not have it hard. Yeah. I was given all the opportunities. Great. Now- He's taken advantage. He's obviously a Good. very talented human being. He has a beautiful wife and Krista Miller. He's created some of the most landmark television shows ever, right? Sure. So he finds this guy, Brett Goldstein. They did a pilot together that failed. And then the next project they worked on was Ted Lasso, which I don't know if you guys have heard, kind of fucking successful. Super. Little bit successful. Super. Um, Season three will be out later this year. Yes, ma'am. So Brett started this podcast and the reason I'm bringing it up because it is such a spiritual and like there's a kinship between what he does and what we've always done. He just does it better. (laughs) I would hope so. So he came up with a concept. the, The podcast is called Films to be Buried With. And he brings on really, really cool, famous people like Bill Lawrence, like Krista Miller. Um, he has had Patton Oswalt come on. He has had Rory Scovel, tons of stand-ups from Britain.
2: It's good to um, have a Rolodex.
3: Yes. Do he people has have Rolodex? A, he, he has a sweet Rolodex. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying.
3: The cool thing about the podcast is they just talk movies. That's it. The concept is he comes on. They inter- He introduces everyone. And then he tells every guest after like 15 minutes, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this. I'm super sorry. I would do a Roy Kent impersonation, but I'm not going to do that. Um, by the way, you died and you're now dead. How did you die? So each guest is like, oh, well, I was eaten by sharks or right. Edgar Wright or someone like that would say, I fell on a spike. And, you know, so the point is you've gone to heaven. Now we want to like everyone in heaven loves movies and they want to understand your life based upon the movies that you love. Cool. So he he gets very famous people to talk about the movies that they love. And this is what we do on this podcast. Sure. He just just has better guests.
2: He just has a Rolodex, bruh.
3: I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got Blake.
2: That's it. So.
3: If if you guys want another podcast when you're not listening to us, listen to the Films to be Buried with podcast by Solid. Brad Goldstein. Right? Solid. Now, there's one question that he asks every guest. And this sparked a, a very troubling rabbit hole of thought for me. Okay. Okay. So there's one question is like, uh, what film do you consider to be the most sexy film that you've ever seen? that's part a of that question okay so a lot of people will be like oh fast times at ridgemont high or um body heat or basic instinct or you know all the usual suspects the part b to that question is called (laughs) like awkward hard-ons and worrisome white-ons which i didn't know this but in Britain, a white on is when a girl gets turned on. It's a female hard on. That's
2: a great so term. It's
3: a white on. White on. Wide. I get it. <laughs> and I don't know that things get wider when you get turned on, but I, I, don't I know. think that they get more accepting. Yeah, well, yeah, of course they do. So. So just anatomy. Because I've been just binge listening this fucking podcast. Right. I was like, well, <laughs> what would be my sexiest film, right? And I started thinking about it, and I was like, I went through a whole, my mental, you know, list of movies that I found sexy and blah, blah, blah. And I get to the worrisome part of it, and I was like, I realized that I was like, probably my sexual awakening was either like fast times or whatever, Mm -hmm. but actually it was Labyrinth, Jennifer Connelly, right? (laughs) That's so So, weird. Who is my age, or a a little bit older, but like basically my age. right. Um, she's
2: like 50 yeah right 51 yeah we're we're
3: in the same neighborhood Ish. she looks a little better just a little and, it, and I started thinking back I was like is it okay philosophically morally blah 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 to be able to look back at a movie like Labyrinth and be like because I'm fucking almost 50 is it okay to look at that movie as a sexy thing I, it was a sexy thing for me as a child
2: right Right.
3: Is it troublesome to <laughs> I think this is a pertinent conversation is it troublesome or problematic to look back and be like now I'm not saying I turn on labyrinth and I fucking turn down the lights and light candles that's not right. what I'm saying but is that a weird fucking thing
2: No I mean to people that to people that can can contextualize and understand and have common sense it's not when you're a child, you look at things, they're sexually awakening for you. Like Fast Times, I, it's weird when they said sexiest films, you mentioned Fast Times, I was like, ew. But then I'm like, you know what? That might have been one of the first times I've ever saw women's woman's boobs. Yeah, and I, I mean, know that's that a sounds, pivotal... I know that sounds weird now because children now with a cell phone can see a lot more than that. But it's children of the 80s, um, we had to either see it on a VHS tape that you stole from somebody's stepdad or you got to see these movies that once in a while would just show a boob and they became these seminal, pivotal moments in a young man's life. Right. Or young woman's. I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just saying, we didn't know and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God. And it sounds so silly and juvenile. I don't think thinking back on that and reflecting on the nostalgia of that and understanding who you were at that moment and watching that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if you're, if you're, like you say, turning down the lights and lighting candles and jerking off to Phoebe Cates <laughs> now, it might be a little troubling, even though she and was an like adult. And not like jerking it off to Phoebe Cates right even now, though,
3: but to that character, that moment.
2: Even though she was an adult at the time, which still doesn't make it weird. My my right. question is, it's the it's the representation of it being an adolescent girl. There's a lot of movies that go on. Look what's happening with Euphoria. One of the biggest hits in the last two years. But
3: it's about teenage and kids. It's
2: all about teenage kids taking drugs and fucking and going into weird experiences. And I love the Sexualizing adolescents. Se- sexualizing adolescents. And everybody on that show isn't an adolescent. No, no, of course. So it's this cheat code. Some of them are porn stars. Like it's active. a cheat code. It's Oh, Do I That's interesting. Is okay. it okay for me to look at a 20-year-old girl that looks like a 14-year-old girl? Ugh. And there's a there's actually this brings up a weird discussion. Let's go. I like there's, that we started this. There is a, a porn actress and I don't know her name, but she suffers from a um chromosomal thing that makes her be like 11 forever. Oh god and she's in porn now. So the question, and she's not a minor. No, she's a grown woman. Grown woman. Yeah. However, there we are getting into some like No, I know. Real gross. I know those like
3: No, and I'm This is a more fun conversation than what we've talked about for the last month, so Well,
2: And it's also as heavy. We want to... to, I know, but it's less... I'd almost rather talk about mass shootings. Um, This is what I... (laughs) (laughs) We've had since a lot... And we're going to put it out there real quick. Because I said... I told Bobby we would. He looked at me and was like, Aaron, I almost wanted to cancel the podcast. I can't do it anymore. Not the podcast. Talking about tragedy after tragedy. I recognize the shooting... Uh, at the at the hospital, four people. I recognize the shooting in front of the church that happened. We're talking daily at this point. Look, guys, it's happening in red states. I don't know what to say. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. In the meantime, keep your loved ones close. I don't know. That's all I got to say. Of course, I'm not going to unless something crazy happens in conjunction with that. I don't know what else to say about it, man. We've said our thoughts, right? We've of course, said our thoughts.
3: So sorry about that.
2: Yeah, we're gonna hard tack. I know we were right in no, the middle of this I conversation. We were
3: right in the middle of this conversation, and That's fine.
2: And, and there's a conversation to be had about this. I think it it reaches in the deepest, darkest corners of who we are now. These are conversations we never had twenty years ago, thirty years ago. These are recent conversations due to the power of the interwebs, and it 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 allows us to see dirty, tiny, little, dusty corners into the minds of people. Uh, Rex deals with these people every day. Um, She has a degree in dealing with it every day. And uh, it uh, it always adds wonder to my life because I just deal with dead stuff and booze and shitty employees. Um, I don't have to deal with the dirty recesses of the human mind, which, boy, those corners go back and down. (laughs) However, however. We
3: never really talk about like what's actually going on in that basement. You know, when you go into a basement and you turn around to go back up the stairs and you get that fucking feeling.
2: That somebody's behind you? Someone's
3: behind you. Something is chasing me. I got a tingling in my neck or whatever. That's you. That's you chasing you up that fucking staircase. That's
2: weird. That's every staircase for me. That's
3: every staircase. That's you. God damn it. That's your psyche. What did I do? You know what I mean? Like I got perverted as a young man. Like we all did
2: to a certain degree. And I don't
3: mean like perverted sexually, but I got perverted as a young man towards being scared. Weird. I got taught how to be afraid of things very, very young. The devil was under my bed. Oh, okay. Fucking,
2: I see what you're saying. That, I you see know, what you're saying. There's a
3: killer saying. in the basement. And that, there's and a naked lady in the bathtub. And
2: that's a, well, shining. Thank you. Thank you. Oh Kubrick. yeah! no that's changed
3: um, my behavior for 100 percent decades well man. I mean at, the only way I can look get at s- off is if I strangle a prostitute in a fucking bathtub duh that's a big problem you
2: are one of many <laughs> legion um look at you know tr- go swim in the ocean after watching Jaws go um there there are those there are those pivotal moments as a child especially as a child obviously as you're developing that will ruin you. Like I watched Salem's Lot as a, a kid, which was a stupid TV miniseries, and it made me not sleep for six months and fear uh, vampires, which is, sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud. But boy, when you're a child, the things that affect you as a child uh, develop you as an adult. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I the my love for horror comes from those fears and those nights of staring at a ceiling. Um, that's what develops me. Um, speaking of developmental children,
3: well, and people that have been <laughs> people that have been influenced by fear by, by fear
2: by, and, uh, and probably
3: being exposed to shit way too early in life, much like us. Which is
2: what we were talking about. Uh, our uh, the ambassador yes. of Mountainside Entertainment. Our our benefactor. Our benefactor. Um, One Mr. Blake Crouch has blessed us with his presence and is going to jump in to uh, talk a little shiz. Give me a quick sound check, Blake. One, two, one, two. (laughs) It's so strong. Yeah. (laughs) Nope.
3: That was perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) I expected nothing less. I expected
2: nothing less.
3: (laughs) It was everything I expected and less. (laughs) Brother Man. Blake yeah. crouches yeah, in. It's going to pull that thing right to your face and we're good to w- go.
1: What's going on,
3: guys? Um, my goodness, what possessed you to come join us today?
1: Hey, yeah, you psycho. I'm, we feel honored. Uh I had to swing by my office before we head off to Chicago, so uh, Oh my god, what's going on in Chicago? Yeah, just some visiting uh, vacation. <laughs> <joke>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh there were some there were some bumps in the road there as he like bumps to say in the road yeah um however are those bumps been smoothed out to nice clean pavement yet? it's or- been uh s-
1: i'm not perfect pavement okay you
2: definitely drive across it that's what's up good uh, yeah. Excellent. Blake's, a, blake's a busy man he's doing a lot of things are you guys jumping out there for a little quick visit or is this is it go time it's go time like yeah. hey. uh, we're jumping out moving
1: getting settled into our apartment fuck uh, yeah dude. i'll be back a few times i'm I gonna be back for a big release for upgrade in july and i've uh I gotta, i'll be back for a couple days next week to get my kids
2: that's it nice so uh, you're gonna get the kids yeah, they're bringing them out. Just leave them feral. So let's
1: talk about the July thing. July 12th? July 10th. 10th. El Moro's. At El Moro. In Durango, Colorado. In Durango, Colorado. Books will be signed. Books will be signed. Cocktails. Personalized. Cocktails will be, will be shaken. Will be shaken. Yeah. Vernettes might be pulled. I I would imagine so. Many. We've, we've done Sir. these parties
3: before, and yes.
1: they're always a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna open the doors. We're gonna take over the restaurant yep. and invite all our family and friends to Hell come yeah. uh, hang out for a That's
2: awesome lazy man. Sunday. So we, I, I, it's funny because we're talking in shadows and riddles because we have to. Not but, really. Well, no, I'm just saying there was there was a thing that happened. It wasn't great.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my! Oh, main, yeah, yeah, my main part. concern yeah. is. Those things that happened that weren't great are now happening and are good. Leading to better things.
1: Woo! That's what I like to hear. Yeah.
2: Fucking huzzah, my dude. That's what's cracking. Um, and you guys have your apartment? You're all ready? Got our apartment. Uh my assistant is driving you know, some of
1: our belongings out in the U Haul right as we speak. Chill. uh, We're gonna jump in I think on Tuesday morning.
2: Do you have to take the children?
1: They'll be there part of
2: the time. Shit. Okay. I thought you could just leave them. <laughs> I mean, there's really good care yeah. at most yeah. cities in it's the right. country.
1: Their mom's here, <laughs> so they have pretty good care there. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: good. What a great opportunity for your yeah. kids, though. Yeah. To- yeah actually see something like that oh yeah my yeah.
1: daughter's doing a ballet intensive at the joffrey uh, for about a month yeah. this stop summer it. Yeah, so. stop yeah. it
2: they get the whole city experience the whole that's city. what's popping that's, right. that's right you're gonna cut that beard or do you want i was, to cut
1: it I was <laughs> letting you. this beard go until we got the shit sorted out <laughs> on my show and it got sorted <laughs> was this some today? sort of
2: cathartic so, uh, like i'm not cutting this beard yeah. until yeah Good. Oh wow. Yeah. It was going to get it. You know one of it was those gonna rough. It was going to get rough
1: by the end of the summer. Oh like, dude, dog. That w- that would have been a yeah. s- neck sweat. You know that guy <sighs> in uh, Mulholland Drive behind the Oh diner yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I was ready to go there. Like...
2: You mean the scariest scene ever? Yeah, that one. In cinema? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might have been the scariest. One of the scariest. That frightened me more than most horror movies.
3: Almost everything David Lynch has ever done has been a horror film. Yeah. Like, and when you really think about it, Dude, like Blue but Velvet Mo- is a horror film.
1: Oh, 100%. Mulholland Drive, Drive fucked is a me. Firewalk. firewalk with me. Have y'all watched that yeah. lately? Yeah, horror movie. Lost it's a horror, <laughs> movie. <laughs> horror movie. Holes <laughs> up. Straight up horror.
3: Straight up horror. Psychological. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happens in most of his movies. No, we don't. I just know that I keep watching them over. I yeah. never get mad at myself for not understanding. Why? I just enjoy them.
2: Right. There's tiny old people in Scissors. And it scares me. Oh I don't know why it's horrifying. happening. Yeah. People in bathtubs, guys <laughs> breathing ether. And...
3: <laughs> oh man, baby wants to fuck.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Probably yeah. the best Scary. line in cinematic history. Yeah, like that was genius. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Dennis Hopper. That's your. That's your also one. Bobby's
2: closer line. Okay. <laughs> If you've ever been to the Tav Touché. at 1.30 on a Thursday. <laughs> Baby specific. wants to fuck. Baby wants to fuck. <laughs> uh, usually the closing line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Before I go home. And, uh, yeah, so, that's uh, let's talk about this for like we two seconds. Ta- um, Blake, why don't you taste that? It's probably been a minute since you've had that because we all have.
3: So what we are drinking, my friends, from our good friends over at Wagon Wheel is Sazerac Rye. Mm. Um, this is one of the finer mixing ryes that you're going to find. Also a beautiful whiskey to sip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we used, you know, the funny thing is, I've never made a sazerac out of it
2: with sazerac,
3: like ever in my it, life. Because it's I made actually a shitty
1: to it. make a sazerac. Can I ask I a stupid question? Yeah, what is please. sazerac? Is that the the like the brand like like Jack Daniels or is it a type yes. of rye? Yeah, this is yeah. yeah.
3: Sazerac is the the branding of this bottle. So
2: they took the fact that there was a cocktail, made a sazerac, and Genius. they were like, huh, this isn't trademarked. Let's make a rye and yep. call it Sazerac. And now nobody else can use it. So suck my dick.
3: Wow. And it's that lovely. was
2: them. It's lovely. Fucking brilliant. Um, as a rye, 90 proof. Less peppery than a lot of ryes at the same ABV. Um, it, yep. it feels more bourbony than it does rye, even though it has a high rye content. It's very mellow, which is why when Bobby said he's never made a Sazerac out of it, it's because it's not good Sazerac. Rye, even though it's called Sazerac Rye. You, it's yeah. sipping rye.
3: You want something that's going to hold up to absinthe and yeah. sugars and all these different. It's like holding
2: a fat guy skinny. But you can, <laughs> you know,
3: yeah. It's you can Sazerac sit around. Rye. It really is. You can sit around and drink this over a, you know, over an ice cube and 100%. just be happy as shit. And We're it's
2: sipping it neat.
3: Thirty-four bucks, I
2: think. If Thirty, that, 30 if thirty-five that tops. That's not a a Cloud City pricing.
3: Um, before the we started the Just podcast, yeah. um, I played the first three minutes of season one, episode one of Brockmire. Yes, which by the way, that whole fucking show is sponsored by Sazerac. They drink Sazerac through every the... scene, Dude, of Every minute, Hank
2: Azaria <laughs> took a bottle of Sazerac and took it down by like forty percent. Oh yeah, at one swill. Oh yeah. wow and i almost shit my pants honestly
3: i'm going to do like a post credits just play the first 3 minutes of that You
2: probably should, yeah, cuz it's, it's hilarious it's funny. hysterical
3: one of the greatest things
2: yeah um great rye even better whiskey does that sound weird no that yeah.
3: totally makes sense
2: it's a better whiskey than it is a rye are oh, you saying it's a hybrid
3: not technically but like i is- i could drink this like a bourbon yeah I think this would be a better Manhattan than it would be a, a Sazerac or a. hundred oh, percent. I wouldn't make a Boulevardier out of. This. No,
2: it doesn't have the balls. Doesn't um, have the balls. Even a Manhattan feels weird. Old fashioned, maybe.
4: Oh yeah. Um, just it doesn't
2: fashion. have a lot of like, lot of like bridges you have to cross by virtue of how spicy and crazy it is. I think. But making an it's a sip. Out of it's a sipping ride. Meta. It's a sipping rye, man. I, I mean, you throw an ice cube in a glass, and it, the bottle's sexy. It's all fluted. and looks kind of tuliped. It's a great bottle to look at. It's got a cork, not a screw. It's not piece of shit, and it's 33 bucks a bottle. Yep. This is a buy, man.
1: It looks sexy on a bottle. It smells bar. like your granddad's whiskey. Like, you know, if they left it in the garage Dude. and you found it and you yep. cracked it, like.
2: No, it just smells it like. It has that sort of antique. It just smells like of- my granddad. <laughs> What are you talking about?
1: Okay, so
3: we get, uh, old Chuck we, get a, Brandis? we get a brief visit with our good friend, New York Times, best-selling author, world-famous auteur, Blake Crouch. I
2: don't like all that stuff you just said. It's yeah, Blake. But it's yeah.
3: all true. But it's all true. So, um, you know, he's a fucking showrunner for Apple TV. He's a goddamn screenwriter now, like full-time um so we only get a few minutes with blake yeah. so or however long he wants to stay i mean we'll we'll make it like oh will
2: he but <laughs> of a bitch. i want to move Keep on throwing sazrak down his throat i we'll want to move
3: on to more important things before we lose him for okay. the summer um although i am
2: going to come fly out and
3: visit yes you, you are yes i am um, he
2: still thinks he's going to be somebody's friend Oh, I'm like going to be penis. Joel Edgerton's new best friend. No, he's... That's happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's happening. Can I get that bottle <laughs> so I can not remember what you just said? Uh,
3: I promise you that's happening. Okay. Um, so anyways, um, Blake texted me twice in the last
1: Wait, couple of weeks. We should tell that first story.
3: The first story... Do you know this no. story? Oh, no. Aaron it's all new know this to me. Bye-bye. So we've been talking about Top Gun for a while, and the only Top Gun right now that matters to me is the new one, Top Gun Maverick, which Obviously. by the way made two hundred seventy million over Memorial Day weekend. I it's think cool. something like that. It was a big opening weekend, biggest Tom Cruise's biggest opening weekend because he ever wasn't ever, in Avengers, which is kind of preposterous. Like when you think about it, like no, you would think he hungry. would have had something so, bigger.
1: Everybody's so, hungry. Yeah. So I uh and by the way, like Bobby has talked about nothing else than this movie. <laughs> I know. Oh, do you every have time- the text? Oh, I have the text. Oh, I'm going to read them. This is going to be horrible. So, I, every time the movie got delayed, I was like, <laughs> "Christ, Bobby is going to be talking about this for another year." Um, yeah. So this started off innocuous. Are you
2: Are you reading i I'm going to read a thread. Can a you please thread. date? Yes. So yes.
1: this is. A May 14th thread. It's okay. a Saturday. I was downstairs in my basement actually playing magic with my son. And I was like, You should watch Top Gun. You've never seen it. This movie's coming out. So we fire it up. And I just dash off this text to uh, to Bobby. I said, Watching Top Gun, you needed to know. Okay. Bobby responds two seconds so later. My thought was, uh, Shh. Okay. Okay. Bobby well, response two seconds oh. later. What the fuck is happening? Do you have a screener and when am I coming over? I'm losing my fucking mind right now. You need to talk to me. That's Bobby. So, no, that's Bobby. I, I immediately realize that he thinks I'm talking about Maverick. Yes. That I've I'm somehow like at a premiere. Yeah, or, why are you there? But so that's I, fine. So I wait ten minutes.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. And then I respond. I, love you. I, love I respond. I
1: respond. I've been crying for the last thirty <laughs> minutes. What a perfect, beautiful movie this is!
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, I oh, almost shit. God. Bobby immediately He's responds. Immediately. I've never been more angry with you. Are you watching this at a fucking premiere or is this a screener situation? <laughs> I'm so
2: mad I can barely think.
1: I You're rate. such
2: a bitch. I That's wait another
1: happened. twenty minutes this time.
2: Perfect. I wish you waited
1: a day. I I know. And I text, Kelly McGillis is in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, bitch. Uh, And then I said, uh, because the movie I'm watching is Top Gun, the 1986 original. (sighs) Right. And then what? Uh, Then he said, uh, uh, you son of a bitch.
0: Uh, <laughs> you I'm really me. about to
1: ride my bike over to your house to kick the living shit. He out. would. He would never
2: <laughs> that would have never happened. <laughs> no. But still,
1: well, I can't ride up. Have you? Have you? Story. I wish I had taken a, an actual like video of the have thing you, and like yes. sent him ha, some have you, like illicit. Vid- Here's some oh video. Don't share it. Oh my god, don't it's share just it. Just some 1986 footage. No,
2: but it's just the corner of the screen. <laughs> Yes, yeah.
1: it's floating. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're like I saw the fucking jet. Yeah. Um, this teaches young Mister Bobbeth fan noise. Yeah, that he needs to sh- shut the fuck up and chill out. Well, just was, stop. I will. I will
3: say this. Just it is stop. The greatest troll job in the history of troll jobs. <laughs> no, it is. It isn't <laughs> he the greatest.
2: Destroyed me. But you deserve that. Yeah. No, I'm, I deserve it. Yeah. Okay. I want. Thank you, Blake. Yeah, anyway, for, yeah, for, yeah. Br- for bringing Mr. Van Nuys down to size. I didn't even mean to. No. Oh, I didn't. Oh yeah. You were just sharing. I did sharing. mean to, but I didn't start no, out meaning to. You were sharing, and then his dipshittery <laughs> led to his own demise. It's great when they shoot themselves in the foot. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's so great.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know why didn't Bobby see... didn't tell you about this before.
2: <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it wasn't embarrassing at all. Um What he doesn't realize
3: is that I tried to fight everybody at the deli. I was so fucking, you know. No, I'm
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's actually probably halfway in between. Uh, I was close to racing a record. Now, I'm curious to say, you saw the new Top Gun. Yeah. And you saw the new Top Gun. On IMAX. I uh, haven't. Up in Denver. Well, in a real theater. um, And I saw the, I I didn't see the new Top Gun. Yeah. So... What is happening with the new Top Gun? Oh, it's please. It's you're the guest. It's perfect. It's It's a perfect movie.
1: Wow! Stop it. I like. like Are you being? Are you being real? Yeah, it's like a perfect movie. It's just pure fun. Like it just knows what it is, and it's smart in the way that it revamps like Tom Cruise's character and his history. Yeah. Let's go. It doesn't overly bathe in nostalgia either. Like, I thought they were going to try to do that one, uh, you've lost that love and feeling scene. They don't. They don't. It's
3: great. In fact, they went with another musical callback that was so much more emotionally resonant and right. really, really strong. Did smart. they do but the they volleyball
2: didn't. scene? Yes. But they, no, sort of. you
1: hear it, but they don't make you live through it, which is perfect. Exactly wanna see it. So I don't, they believe, I don't believe uh, millennials even know what that song is. They Acknowledge it yeah. though. They acknowledge it. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what this
3: movie is, is acknowledging like mm-hmm. like like something that happened forty years ago that we like us in this room yeah. were kind of privy yeah, it's to. It's a big deal. It was a big fucking and deal. And here's what's
1: cool. I took my kids uh 8, 13, and seven. Yeah, but your kids are a little and the, they're I, different they're different and not interested remotely in Tom (laughs) Cruise or uh, Top Gun or anything like that my 13 year old daughter loved it my daughter um, my 8 year old Adeline who is like just fully committed to her lord and savior Savior, Japanese anime yeah um, yeah. went in so jaded not ready to see she was like oh "Oh, it's about fighter jets oh boy that's really chill yeah exactly she loved it too fuck yeah, yeah i dude. looked over at one point
2: my son was crying <gasps> i could see that though i could totally <sighs> see that that's what you want to see yeah,
1: i got a little misty a few times good
2: well, Oh, I, I he had full on, a full breakdown. i full-on had a the breakdown stuff was just like a dude tig had to calm him
3: yeah well he didn't have to but he definitely reached over patted me on the chest and was like you got this buddy and i'm like yeah i'm good we
2: no, you, know? were you, were you, you didn't like, have it, buddy. Can we? Were you like a little?
3: <laughs> Just give me a little hug. A little, that. Did a little squeeze. Had sugars? Yeah. Little yeah. squeeze. Yeah, had, had the sugars. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, I was, and I was uh, next to Denny, who's been on the podcast before. Yeah, no, you guys might remember friend of the podcast,
2: Bubblegum Denny, Denny.
3: Um, TIG, friend of the podcast. Yeah, and then I don't know some girl that TIG brought. And, um, <laughs> Bobby already fucked our side. <laughs> Stop it. It'll get cleaned up. Not yet. And it. We'll clean um, up. no, it was a lot of fun. It was really, it's one of those films that like one watching it in on the big screen, obviously mm-hmm. is a big deal Two, watching it with people that have some sort of emotional attachment to that property anyways, yeah. kind of was big for me. That's huge. Um, now, granted, Denny, when we walked out, he was like, "Huh, that was that was pretty okay." That was his fucking response, right? And I was like,
1: Pop-. Bobby immediately kicked him in the balls
3: yeah. Yeah, twenty-five dude. times. <laughs> Take me home. Take me home. I'm so mad. Yeah. I'm so I'm mad.
2: So mad. So mad. At you. We is, are so yeah. fighting.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's, there, it's funny when you see properties like that that means so much to you as a mm-hmm. as a kid. I mean, this came out when we were children. Well, they did and, it right.
1: You know, and, they well,
2: did it right. They did it right at the time mm-hmm. and then didn't force a sequel down our throats exactly. in the interim. By the it way, all like credit to Tom. I mean, that's Eric, Tom Cruise. Eric, Perret, that because Eric Tom Cruise. Perret is playing Tom Cruise in the 1995 <laughs> yeah. Top Gun 2 oh, God. starring Sarah right. Jessica yeah. Parker and yeah. Eric Perret. I would watch that. And, you would love it. Yeah. I, will. I have it in my mind. Do you want it? Deal in it, it? But it's set in Hawaii. It's <laughs> called Top Gun to yeah.
1: colon yeah for sure Hawaii
3: fighter Kauai. weapons no Hawaii
2: train. volcano
1: yeah Maui Maverick
3: <laughs> Maui <laughs> Maverick <laughs> done Eric Perret, <laughs> done. Maui yeah. Maverick dude
2: are we doing yeah. this
1: we should do
3: this is this a would, it, would they have done this when he was fresh off uh, <laughs> yeah. fresh off of Streets of Fire. Or kind of uh, streets of fire. Or, or oh, that's Michael Pere.
2: That's my. It's a different. Eric yeah. Pare is different. Yeah, yeah. That's Michael Pare. I don't know how that is. Maybe we uh,
1: need to delve into fighter snakes. I don't. Uh, oh. oh. Holy <sighs> shit! Just saying. Okay. <sighs> we're gonna. First. We're gonna.
2: T- we're gonna table that. Yeah, let's table that. I'm not gonna even talk about it because <laughs> fighter snakes. <laughs> Winged snakes. No, they're flying F 18s No, they're winged.
1: Oh, they're they're actually
3: F- they're wings.
2: actually the fighter jet.
3: Um, I heard that the Cohen no? brothers might be dipping. the Or are, they, the flying in the jet. Yes. are yeah. they
2: flying the jet? Yes. Are they flying the jet? Are they winged? Lightning. Assassins? Oh no, they fly. Yeah, but are they joysticking a fucking death? We what have that? to
1: make this movie so we can make the next one with the ah, Coen so brothers, which is called well, A Serious Snake. A Serious, a Serious Snake, snake. <laughs>
3: by
2: Joel and Ethan Coen. No Cohen. country for old snakes. <laughs> okay, I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, esoteric dog shit, I love. No. I love the smell. I love the taste. No.
3: Um, before we get off Top Gun... Um, I thought that Tom Cruise I mean obviously almost Stan. I oh, thought his performance, are you? I thought his performance was really fucking good, man. Nice, like yeah. he he does a lot more acting with his face in this movie than mm-hmm. he normally does cuz he's a very physical Harrison forty kind of like like he has physical tics that he brings to every film. But he was like acting in this movie. Like, like he hasn't done in a
1: few years. He did some amazing eye acting. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. No, that, and that's not an <laughs> insult. No, it's real. That's
1: real. A lot of, like the movie, <laughs> I'm a sorry. ton of like close-ups. That was sort of the visual language they went with. Okay. In,
3: yeah. And he tells a lot of, of the story <laughs> he, with his. He is
2: such a fucking
3: star, No, dude. okay, so
1: but not the best, eye, the best eye acting is Tom Hardy I'm in cutting your I'm cutting your right. That's the best mic. eye <sighs> acting of all time.
3: Air, uh, I was going to bring that up. Aaron's cut. I've turned his mic off. Um, check. <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to. That's the comparison I would make is Tom Hardy in Fury Road, mm-hmm. who is not given any okay. lines in the fucking movie, which also is probably the last great sequel compared yeah. to Top Gun, so, I would say. Yeah. But he does a lot of acting with his face, he does a lot of acting. By emoting through his eyes and emoting through mannerisms mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I think this was a similar thing, even though Tom Cruise was given so much more to do. Yeah. And I think he nails it. I think, I mean, obviously, this is, he's not going to get nominated for anything or blah, blah, blah. It's a, never will.
1: Uh, uh, you never know.
3: I would be okay with that, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a better performance yet this year. It won't
2: matter. It'll be some rando. I mean, let's back up.
1: We're in June. We are. In June. Yeah, you haven't seen a better performance you, all year, brother.
3: not yet. I mean, I have Nothing you. that's really like you. leapt out at me. Hmm. Can you guys think of any like like? Well, you haven't seen the movie, but like, I, I can't think of anything. that I'm like, oh, that is by far the best performance I've seen so far. They just
2: won't give it to there's me. There's only it one. Doesn't is, matter.
3: There's one. Um, and right. I can't I'll have to look up his name
2: it's that one guy that did that one no, thing
3: the kid that played Short Round and fucking Data in
2: everything all in the time all at once
3: everywhere all at once yeah that motherfucker right now has to be in the lead for Best eh, Actor yeah.
2: I, I don't think they're gonna give him a best like actor well. I I just don't think his presence in that movie was... His performance is fucking off the charts. The two ladies, the two ladies were the strongest fucking... Of course. Michelle Yao is... So she may get a... He may get a best supporting, but he's not going to get a best... Chances are,
3: yeah, Yeah. he would get best supporting.
2: Because Yao and that little nightmare bitch...
3: So what you're saying is That was the the ruiner
2: of the world. Mm -hmm. Those two are going to get best
3: actress for Tom. Finally get it. sure.
1: I mean, it probably won't happen, but who knows. But you know Just what? Saying.
3: I'll say this before we move on to other things. Leonardo DiCaprio won for Revenant, where he did nothing but get mauled by a bear and grunt and did crawl around. But he put his body did he through a thing. Nothing? He was did the he do third nothing? best actor in that movie?
1: <laughs> Were there three actors in that movie? No.
2: Yeah, <laughs> name the other two. The seat. C- Tom Hardy was and the best the bear. part of that movie by far. Tom, Tom Hardy was on CGI. screen for fucking 4 minutes. That
3: he wow. was great. I, 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 wow. he was phenomenal in that. He movie.
2: was great. I'm a Hardy fan. I'm saying DiCaprio did his job, dude.
3: He did. He was in that movie yeah. a lot more than you think, man. You should try and rewatch Oh, that okay. Show. I've okay. seen it like 3 times. I am. Like Tom Hardy is that movie. Yeah. You He's know the how much fucking,
2: that movie.
3: you know. I'm just saying DiCaprio's Kirk, awesome. Kirk, I love Kirk, that Kirk. dude, but he he was better than Brad Pitt in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should have won rather than Brad Pitt. Let me ask.
1: I want to ask you this: Have you watched the original since you've seen Maverick?
3: Um, no, not since. But I watched
1: it like a few days yeah. prior. I think it'd be tough to go back to the original. Uh, the fight scenes because no these way. are
2: next level. I heard they put six cameras. I heard the, jets the, the fucking yeah. the 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 literal fight scenes are They're out of the supposed. And I haven't seen them. Yeah, are supposed to be like life altering. They are how like, good they are to be in a theater in Durango,
3: Colorado, and have the whole theater like rip up into applause and right. gasp. at time. and same it's Durango.
2: Time. It's not. Manhattan yeah. in South and South Chicago, and like so. all that's
3: happening, is a plane yeah. did a thing. But everyone's just like, "Holy, Holy shit. shit! What yeah. the yeah. fuck was that?" Yeah. And I've so, watching
1: it on IMAX. It's when they amazing. used to make fun movies. Movies aren't fun anymore. That yeah, one, it's either
2: so serious not or not serious, or exactly. it's not it's serious either serious or, or MCU. No, you have to. It, we lost that loving yeah. feeling <laughs> eh, of being fun. Of being fun. No, What's it, what about being fun? What about yeah. going out and just seeing a movie and just being a big yeah. old dickhead? Yeah. And just seeing a movie that's just fun.
1: What's cool is that this is going to open the door to, I think, more proper reboots. But is that cool? Nice. But is that cool? Only well, if the, they in, make it but cool. First, to make a proper reboot, you have to have great IP to start with. You, you, you can't remake. Copy. I mean, you can. They try it all the time. You can't do a good job remaking something that was shitty to start out
3: with. Yeah.
2: Makes sense. See,
3: that's an interesting philosophical conversation because like I think the only things that should be remade are shitty properties that were a good idea. Mm. Like Done I had a good plan. idea. Not not I good I shit the bed. Not good it'd be awesome If someone remade it into something that was good. Not good you want good the power already- the duck
1: remake. That's what I hear you
3: yeah,
2: say. Yeah, that's that's what I hear too. Obviously, that's okay. what I. Would. No, I'm saying.
1: Do you take
2: something? And I want that... Leah
3: Thompson in it.
2: <laughs> I want yeah. her boobs.
3: I, oh, um, I wonder what she looks like.
2: Just a nightmare. So, <laughs> if we, if you took a property that had already been fucking kind of juxtaposed and, and stretched into another property, do you go that route or do you try to remake a property? That is already just hard fixed into our psyche. It's a, and this is what you deal with. You deal with like, do I need to reinvent the wheel, or is the wheel different? Mm. Like, and I try, try to do yeah. something else with the wheel. It's a weird, like, because are we're fickle. We're fickle bitches. Yeah. Yeah. We we love what we love and don't fuck with what we love. But give me something new to love, and well, if you don't yeah. fuck you too like it's Which a weird we need new
1: position. original content yes sir that's what we need yeah. yes yeah. sir right and that's go, the end yeah. of the fucking rainbow on that and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on that more new
2: things
3: yeah I like that yeah I like that yeah Blake Crouch Dear friend of the podcast, creator of the snakes verse.
2: Benefactor. Our benefactor. Here least at least just Mountain got Side extended. Studios. Fighters. Oh,
3: nice. Mountainside studios
2: lives. Fighters. I'll Fighter say lives. <laughs> or... <City> lives. Fighters, <laughs> snakes. <laughs> Uh, fighter snakes soon coming. Yeah. Uh, Winged your feed. snakes. They're going to
1: be like, how do they do such a... S-? It'll be like when Spielberg did Jurassic Park and Schindler's List
2: in the same year. they are like,
1: how do they you did do fighter that? Fighter snakes
2: and oh, the serious I, I have a question snake? for you. I have a question for you, Like <laughs> I don't know if you can answer, but please try. Yeah. How come I see a trailer for the new Jurassic Park and it looks worse than it did 15 years ago? Please explain.
1: They didn't use real dinosaurs this time. Yeah. Thank you. All, all okay, we're gonna shut dinosaurs.
2: him down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna cut him off.
3: Oh. Buddy, thanks so much for stopping by. It, so good to see you. Great to see you guys. Um, I'm gonna That's see you later this, your parents. I'm gonna see you later this summer in Chicago.
2: Yeah, he'll be he'll be the guy in a stall on his knees, gorfing Joel. Okay. Also that will be him.
3: I'm looking for a new sidekick. On the Whiskey Reel. So uh, <laughs> send your applications to whiskeyreel at gmail.com.
2: Get some movement. <laughs> Get some movement.
3: All right. Uh, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Thanks, we're going to send Blake off in style, and we will be right back. where Hey guys, reach out to the Whiskey Reel at nine seven zero four two six five three four four. 5344 Cloud Chaser. 970426. <laughs> that made no sense. 970-426-5344. Also reach out on our Instagram at the Whiskey Reel. Bruh. We are on Facebook. You can im us there. Get slip into our DMs on any of our social media. Yeah. Send us a long-form feedback at
2: whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Send us an angry worded letter. Oh, I would love that. Write me a book. But, like, type it out. Yeah. And then fax it. Yeah. Yeah. To, Something. to some I don't know. To I don't some. know.
3: The only people that still take faxes are <laughs> Banks and the DMV. That's it. It's the only people. I have... Drive- I had to fax a document to the DMV this week.
4: Shut up.
3: They're like, well, here's... And, okay, the better part, he <laughs> hands me a fucking piece of paper <laughs> that was pre-printed with their fax number, and he's like, just fax it to this number. Was it laminated? I'm like, do you guys not have a
2: fucking email account? Yo. And he's like, oh, it's got to be faxed. Dude, I got people that work for me that have driver driver's licenses from different states. So apparently Minnesota, 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 um, they require there are people that ask for driver records. You have to fill out a three page form, notarized wow. and send oh. a check yeah. to the DMV so you can get your records. Why isn't this all online? Why isn't it online?
3: It should be three clicks. There should be like a CAPTCHA, um, some sort of like dual authentication. Do you want to
2: talk? Do you know what? That might be your new dig. Just creating a program that actually works. You you talk to different states DMVs and be like, I got a better way. Yeah. And then it's all your proprietary information. Also,
3: what I've learned is that every DMV in the country has completely different rules. This is the problem with federalism, (laughs) which I get it. We do it for a reason. Are
2: we doing this? Every
3: state gets to decide like,
0: oh,
2: this is how
3: (laughs) like if I moved to Montana, they'd just be like, you want to drive? Fuck it. Yeah. Hey, let me take a picture of you. And
2: always remember this. They'll take a glue stick
3: and paste it on a piece of paper.
2: Montana has more or less senators (laughs) than California. It's amazing. Isn't that amazing? amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We love you. We love
3: you We love you all. Um, We love you all. By the way, we've gotten some great feedback, and this kind of leads us into our next thing. Let's go. Um, We asked last week for people to kind of reply with some... Classic songs, like stuff that like...
2: Or albums. Instead or... of just
3: us just throwing our new hipster bullshit at you guys, <laughs> we wanted you guys to tell us like, well, what's important to you musically? Yeah. So um, I've listened to all the feedback and I'm going to ignore it all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Read all the feedback. and no, I got some great feedback. Um,
3: I did tell my good friend Ryan that suggested some nick cave stuff to me that i was gonna do an in-depth analysis of staggerly which is one of the most problematic songs that <laughs> anyone has ever written like it's like the australian hipster version of a fucking nwa song yeah it's totally. about the most like insane motherfucker <laughs> that literally goes into a bar kills a bartender fucks a black prostitute Fuck, you know what I mean? It just goes yeah. on. It just becomes yeah. this whole fucking.
2: It's a thing. Yeah,
3: it's it's a great song, but like um, problematic and a little racially <laughs> insensitive and
2: very racist. There's some insensitive.
3: there's some tones in that song that maybe oh would make our listeners oh my uncomfortable. god look but uh, <laughs> little cringy. Uh, but did you get any inspiration? I I showed Dude, you the list.
2: Foz brought up Aquanami, which is. Um, one of Outkast's great albums. And um, the first thing that popped off when I, when I, there was some more obscure cuts in this album, which I really appreciate. I really do. There is something about Rosa Parks that hits. And it hits because of this. It hits because the lyrics don't match with the beat. What they're talking about is different from what the vibe of the song is. So The vibe of the song is just fire club, let's go, turn up, let's go. And even though it's called Rosa Parks, it's not... There's a reference to Rosa Parks. But it's... They're bringing up some shit. And, you know, it's more relevant than it ever has been. And... I think Outkast as a band is more universally, like, loved as a band than a lot of hip-hop. A lot of hip-hop. Like, people don't feel the same way about NWA. People don't feel the same way about other groups in hip-hop. Even Tribe. Even fucking De La Soul. There's something about Outkast that just hit a vein of feeling that. We've not seen before, and this Rosa Parks shit, you you'll remember it. Thank you, Foz, for bringing up Aquanami. I love that shit. It's it's one of the bangers, man. Well, it's for, one of the bangers
3: for real hip hop heads. This was actually where we found Outcast.
2: Yeah, it, they were found before beforehand. they got big. They were found beforehand hundred, by understood. us that know us. Yeah, but. This is the one that like cemented 100%. them as being part of the zeitgeist. And uh I it would be it would be it would be non-deferential of me to not say Rosa Parks is the song of this album, because it was. Yeah. It's a fucking fire track. And it's it's not about just social injustice as the name would state. There's no. a lot going on in this song, but it's it's a banger. It's a banger. Remember, remember, y'all. The
0: type of people made the club before. <laughs> Many a day has passed. The night has gone by. But still, I find the time to put that bomb off in your eye. Total chaos. But these playoffs So we with ants, and we're taking another route to represent the Dungeons family. Like great Day. Me and my s***, time to take the back. Hey, in every city, then we headed to that bank. Hey, cave. A-T-L, Georgia. What do we do? Fall here. Bulldog and- Oh, yes, boy, Take my and pretty doing Run, you suckers, like Damn, we the committee. burn it down. But that's gonna bust you in the mouth with
2: the now.
3: Stay, ah, ah, push push, everybody push. Yeah, I know. That, man. That gets me going. That gets me going. going, I know. Man. You can't hear that shit without Thanks, head and just going. Yeah. Thanks, Foz. Thank you, Foz. You're right. Bring
2: it. About everything. One like, and I. About everything. One of, my, one of my Babies. Yeah. That's one of my babies. And unfortunately Andre three, who yeah. I mean, I wanna I wanna put him on the Mount Rushmore of Forever's Forever. For? Forever ever. Forever. For? He is one of them for this album and for the album before, of course. Um Bobby, what you got?
3: So I got in I have a new friend and um, we were having this conversation and going through all this music and she and I are like in this getting to know you phase and um, we discovered that we... Um, <laughs>
2: that was a weird inflection. I, well, <laughs> pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> pretty accurate.
3: Pretty... Uh, but no, she's cool. She, she and I have a lot of uh, similar tastes and things. And she this morning brought up uh, David Bowie, and I started going through my own mental rolodex of God. There's so
2: much. Yeah, dude. I'm like, Fuck, what do
3: I what what do I really really like about David Bowie besides every fucking thing ever, right? Because I was having this. What like, was it? I was having this like existential conversation
2: yeah, with myself, it's, it, dude. David Bowie brings up the worst and the best in people. It does,
3: and it I does. Started, I, I realized that human beings have been alive in this universe. Um, if you put it on a timeline, like we're the width of an eyelash, maybe compared to most the, people r- say a con. And of. yet somehow, somehow we ended up being contemporaries and living during the time of fucking yeah. David Bowie.
2: A beauty that is amazing,
3: right? That's when beauty. you really think about, that's like, beauty. Are like, so
2: stop fucking around with the
3: thought of yeah. it, and what do you think? How fucking fortunate are we? So I remembered this song, or this album, from the <laughs> early 2000s that he put out called Heathen. And oh, I don't even it know It was a one. latter-day David Bowie, and I've always loved it. I've always loved it, but I don't sit around, and I don't listen to it enough, but there's a song right. on it called Slip Away, and this song invokes... Um, old shit, like, um, uh, I mean, um, wow, well, my brain just went fine. I'll edit this part out. But, um, my <laughs> b- <laughs> But no, it's more like traditional Life on Mars kind of okay. David Bowie era stuff. Because we all know
2: Life on Mars. And... We all know... This was... The spider King. Of man. course. We all know that.
3: It's that style, um, you know... Uh, 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 of david bowie more balletic and kind of um introspective this was made post 9-11 like like right a year right. after nine right. eleven, right, right 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 and um th- this was a direct response to that time and it is such a fucking beautiful song let's and it, go it has got such an amazing hook on it like the let's chorus go. is fucking phenomenal so i think you guys are gonna like this shit I, I don't know, man. It, that oh. I can't believe we got to fucking <laughs> we got to see David Bowie's entire career. Yeah, that's amazing. We literally man,
2: were live enough to see his entire career. I know,
3: I know. Yeah.
2: Um, <clears throat> that man.
3: Yeah, and that what was basically twenty years ago. Um, that was right. Like I say, this was uh, the first David Bowie album that came out after nine yeah. eleven. I was in my first year in the military. And you know what I mean. And dude, he's writing I, like post nine eleven. I
2: grew up with the. I grew up with the old modern love, and prior to that, spiders. And I, I, I thought David Bowie was like a, a alien. Yeah, like he didn't even exist. He's
3: a he's a being
2: of the cosmos. Yeah, man. Like literally, like if anybody could
3: prove astrology, he would be like, oh, yes.
2: Let me explain astrology to you. It's Aquarius.
3: What you guys don't understand? What you guys don't? It's actually in my
2: left eye. It's (laughs) the brown one. If you look in the eye, (laughs) I'm Gemini. Which means my eye—that's not David Bowie. He was an artist. Yeah, the oh, entire I mean, time yeah. he lived, and he was it. Fortunately, became a musical artist because he was not just an actor. He, he could was have done just everything. A silly, simple actor like we are, all are, dude. We all are. We're simple actors. But man, David Bowie did some shit different. Man, he it if it hits different. A hundred
3: percent, I agree yeah. completely. So, guys, uh, we agreed earlier we were gonna do sort of an abbreviated version this week because, quite frankly, uh, we have been up our own asses, pissed off about everything for a month because yeah, the world is Blake been, came in falling apart at the seams and we just didn't feel like getting all serious about shit. We wanted to hang. We wanted to have Let's fun. go. Sir Blake Crouch just shows up out of nowhere. We have a great conversation with him. Um, we hope you guys enjoy this week's uh, podcast. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to be back with Sean. We haven't got confirmation on that yet.
2: We um, love you guys. but We love you guys. Seriously.
3: And thank you so much for all the feedback.
2: Tor, Fucking dude, I love all you guys, man. (laughs) Is that the only name you can come up with? Only (laughs) one. Tor Ryan. uh, Fucking Dana,
3: the liquor fairy. Dana. Um, Kelly. Kylie. Kylie. She's an OG, Foz who provided one of our sons. We, have, we love provided all you guys. Dude, um,
2: we love you guys.
3: Hey, thanks for showing up every week. We are going to get the fuck out of your hair. We're going to make this a slightly abbreviated. I have no wisdom in me right now. I'm so done trying to be wise. So you have
2: none? None.
3: I got no pearl. If you got a pearl, none? bring it. I got none. I have a feeling tonight is
2: going to get live. Tonight's going to go live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only because I love Bobby in his sycophant. Or is it sycophant? fans. Thanks. Um, Bobby has sycophants. I don't know if you know this, but he does. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that's totally true. Um. I want you to know that I love you, and I respect you, and I thank you. It's really important to me that we do this for a reason, and the reason is you. You guys fucking pulse air into our shit, and we fucking go in hard for you, period. End of story. I love you. Suck a dick.
0: Suck like, yeah. I'm going to order you out, Uber. Please imagine my surprise when I opened my front door to find about a half dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room, engaged in what can only be described as a desperate and a hungry kind of a lovemaking. And right in the center of it all was my wife. Wa- my wife, Lucy. She was wearing a strap-on, and she was plowing our neighbor, Bob Greenwald. And folks, I do mean right in the ass. Fastball misses, just low, count goes full, three and two. Did he just say strap-on? Hey, for you kids at home, uh, a strap-on is a belt with a dildo on it that mommies use to penetrate daddies as a Bañez strikes out on a high fastball. That'll bring Clark up to bat. Clark having himself a heck of an afternoon with two doubles. Bob Greenwald. Bob Greenwald and that two-faced SOB. I hosted his kid's bar mitzvah. I hosted his kid's bar mitzvah. Here's the kicker. Here's what kills me. My wife Lucy has the stone. She has the unmitigated gall to turn to me and tell me that she is a sexual astronaut. I mean, what is that? What does that even mean? I mean, granted, Bob Greenwald's ass might be as big as the goddamn moon. That does not mean that my wife has been to outer space, okay? And that is a deep fly ball to right center field. That one is way back there. That's either out of here or lost inside my wife's big Fat cheating vagina. Congratulations, Dan Hobart of Sedalia. I only hope you enjoy gelatin half as much as my lovely wife enjoys... I am calling the goddamn game. Oh, goddamn. Damn. Now, why don't you calm down? You uh, uh, You people be professional. Dairy gelatin. Delicious, nutritious and full. Jug the dairies.